Party people, welcome back to episode six of Mixtape Ambassadors. With you, as always, is me, Jeff, and me, Leo. Hey, Jeff. What's up? Party on, Jeff. Party on, Leo. This is the Wayne's World themed episode. We were thinking of a theme to do, and we were like, "Fuck it, let's do Wayne's World because why the fuck not?" So um, I had a mix board full of Wayne's World theme. Uh, quotes and whatnot that I'm going to be dropping throughout the episode, and we're going to talk about the movie and the impact it had on our life and uh, society and and how uh, irrelevant it is today, but we're still going to do a podcast about it because who cares? Because it's relevant to us, man. It's always going to be relevant to us. We're going to be uh, showing our kids this movie, and they're going to be like, why the hell are you making me watch this old 90s movie, you old fart? Dad, this sucks. These jokes don't even make any sense. They don't. They don't. And, you know, I was actually watching uh, uh, episode one. I was watching Wayne's World 1 and just, like, taking note of all the uh, um, the things that were relevant back then that are just completely not relevant anymore. Um, Like, they do a Grey Poupon bit where they go up to the car and they ask the guy. Pardon me. Do you happen to have any Grey Poupon? Dude, and when that commercial was, like, uh, all over the place back in the early 90s, we used to freaking do that. Pull up to a car and ask him to roll down the window and ask him for Grey Poupon. Thought it was the funniest thing in the world. It was hysterical. I'm like... It's so funny because I know how dated that reference is because we have mm-hmm. it in the back of the house at the restaurant I work at. And there are certain guests that will request it because it's a spicier mustard. And I'll tell one of the food runners, like, hey, man, go get some of the Grey Poupon. And they're like, what's that? Yeah. I'm like, it's the mustard, stupid. It's the stuff in the back. It says Grey Poupon right in the label. And they're like, uh. Oh, you mean that brown crap that no one ever eats? Okay, you got it. Done. <laughs> Um, they did a, a Laverne and Shirley bit on there, um, which, uh, gosh, that probably dates back to the 80s, man. Um, and for um, most of our listeners who have no idea what Laverne and Shirley is, it was a, it was a TV show about two girls. And they had a, the, the theme song is probably what was the most memorable thing, because I don't remember anything else about that show. Oh, dude, I can tell you anything you want to know about Laverne and Shirley, <laughs> Really? Man. You know a lot about it? Oh, dude, it used to be on Nick at Night. I used to watch this show all the time. <laughs> I think I think whenever all... it came on, I was like, mm, nope, I'm changing the channel. So there was Laverne and Shirley, and then there was the two dudes that were always trying to hook up with them. There was uh, Squiggy and Lenny. Sounds hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was super hot. And they worked at a beer factory in, in Milwaukee. Squiggy, was that the guy with the like high-pitched voice? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so he was on uh, through another movie reference, um, uh, Scary Movie. No, he was he was like the, the 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 principal's like assistant or something, and he would do the announcements and and I, I think they even called him Squiggy in that movie, and I could be completely wrong, and uh, someone might um, you know correct me later, but um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that he, Squiggy was in uh, Scary Movie One too, um, and then the the other thing was, do you remember Nuprin? I do. That was the yellow pill, wasn't it? Yeah. Ah, new print. Little. Yellow. Different. That was, that was the commercial. <laughs> and it was like a black and white hand, and they would pour the two yellow Nuprin pills, and like the commercial was just like a black and white commercial, but the pills were yellow, so they stood out. And um, yeah, they freaking referenced that in in the movie, too, and I was just like, wow, that is not relevant at all today, so... Nobody knows what Nuprin is, <laughs> except for us old fucks. Yeah, they're just like, oh, whatever the fuck you're talking about. Anyways, um... But yeah, and then and then another reference I was telling you about it um, in the second movie when um, Garth is uh, on the mic at the concert at Wayne Stock, 
Um, he, he stands up and he's, he's like, no, he's like, I've gotten word that there is some bad red rope licorice being passed around and everyone's booing him. And that was actually a reference to Woodstock because Woodstock, they had made an announcement about the bad brown acid that was going around the concert. Oh, really? Yeah. And so, so that was just like a really obscure reference of what they were doing a joke on. I'm like, um, I had no idea. I've seen that movie like a billion times. I yeah. Was, I just it, thought they were being it, funny with it, red rope licorice. Yeah, because he, he eats red rope licorice like throughout the movie and it's kind of like his thing. And then they kind of just, it's like a, a joke embedded in another joke kind of thing. I like when they do that. It's, it's pretty deep. Like the best... The best thing from Wayne's World too, though, is when Christopher Walken is trying to get into Wayne's stock because yeah. his girlfriend's in there, and he's like, "Hey, come on, my girlfriend's in there." Hey, oh, buddy, yeah. a lot of guys' girlfriends are in there. <laughs> exactly, um, but yeah, you know, and I, I had a, uh, a a bit about that or a soundboard clip, and I'm looking for it right now, and I don't find it. Uh, I can't find it. But um, anyway, so. Um, what are the other bits they did in that movie? Okay, so remember, the, remember when he was uh, he was signing up, or he's trying to fill out all the forms, and the guy he takes off his glasses, and he has he's like, I have a partial ocular albino uh, in it, or in my eye, but I can see twenty twenty and all this stuff. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, he's like, he's like, I'd like to think I have an eye for these sort of things, and everyone just stands up and looks at him, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he's like, uh, what do you say? Um, and then... Okay, well, we'll take these home, run through them with a fine-tooth comb, cross the T's and dot the... <laughs> lowercase J's. Dot the lowercase J's. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't think that Mike Myers gets enough credit for... Uh-huh. You know, I mean, Austin Powers obviously took off, Wayne's World, um... Just any movie Mike Myers has done, he has done such an amazing job mm. in his ability, like So I Married an Axe Murder. I mean, like, yeah. I think Mike Myers is really underappreciated, especially by today's standards. And you know, um, I've noticed that from his movies, So I Married an Axe Murderer, and even in Wayne's World, you can kind of see some of his, like, uh, comedic, artistic style that he used for, um, for um, Austin Powers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for Dr. Evil and stuff, or for mainly for Fat Bastard. Fat Bastard, if you go back and you watch So I Married an Axe Murderer with, with, uh, with Mike Myers, you can totally see, because his father's like a Scottish Yeah, he gets married guy. He gets married in a kilt, doesn't he? I think so, but his, but his father in that movie, he plays, he's famous for playing multiple uh, you know, characters in a movie. He plays his father, who's like this angry Scottish guy, it, which is totally Fat Bastard. And if you go back and watch it now, you can see... Oh, okay, that's kind of where he got the inspiration from, or just recycled humor, I don't know. I can't stop eating. <laughs> yeah. Get in my belly. Yeah, so so he he, uh, he, he does a great job, too, uh, doing all those other characters, too. And, and um, he was, uh, what else did he do where he did multiple characters? Um, I mean, he was in Shrek, but I don't think he did. No, I don't think he did multiple characters no. in that one. But uh, And also, dude, shout out to Dana Carvey also, because Garth... Mm-hmm. Was friggin' amazing. Yeah. Like, everybody, I think, in that in our day and age, like, everybody wanted to be a Wayne because, you know, he was the dude who got the chick, and he mm-hmm. was super cool, and Garth was just kind of nerdy and, like, an introvert almost. But 
Dana Carvey nailed it, you know, and he mm-hmm. he kind of got got penciled in as the as the church lady, but he's also an hysteric a hysterical stand up comic. Yeah, too. well, he used to do what um, um, George Bush on SNL. Too. Oh yeah, he used to nail it. Yeah, and um, and then he's, almost as good as Alec Baldwin's Donald Trump. Yeah, he well, he was also a really good drummer too. And um, oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Did not realize that, yeah. Russell. Did you realize that? No, I did not realize that. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> Get the hell out he, of done. One of the one of the scenes in the movie, I think he just busts out on the drums, all crazy. I don't know if it was the first or second one. I think that was the first one because wasn't yeah. at the same time. I think that Wayne was trying to get his. Uh the, the Fender str- Strat, the, the Fender Strat, yeah. and I think he was in there fucking just going, eight, oh yeah, yeah. going ham on the, the guy's like, oh, you're amazing. He's like, I like to play, <laughs> <laughs> I like to play. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he he also uh, he did Church Lady playing the drums too a few times on SNL, or at least one time. Oh shit, I didn't even realize. Yeah, that. where he's just like jamming out on the drums, dressed as Church Lady. So yeah. Um, and then Tia Carrera, you know, that was like she probably was... my first like developed my uh, Asian fetish right there. Oh my god, she was so hot. She's <laughs> yeah. still fucking hot. She is. She's still hot. She's yeah. a certified smoke show. Yeah, she, she's a babe. If she was a president, she'd be <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Swing. And and who could forget the greatest ref, Heather Lockley? Yeah, Heather be my thy name. <laughs> yeah. Uh shoot. Um, I think that's where I got my my affinity for blondes. Oh, really? From that? Oh yeah, Heather Locklear. I had a mad crush on her. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I remember her from Melrose Place, and then and and she was a bitch in that show. So when I saw her on Wayne's World, I was like, oh, that bitchy blonde from Melrose Place. Here she comes. I don't remember her name, but um, gosh, now I just admitted to the world that I watched Melrose Place. I so. did too, dude. Yeah, and I, you know what? Is I think it's because like that was like that was titillating back in our day. Uh-huh. You know, now that wouldn't that would be like a G-rated television show mm-hmm. because there's like you know now everybody promotes whores and shit. So, uh, like yeah, the show if they remade it today, which I guess they did, but I never bothered to look at it. But, oh yeah, they did, huh? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, well, how, how, how's that show doing now? I'm oh, like, hey guys, it, it, it wasn't awesome the first time. I really don't know why we remade that. <laughs> yeah, it's like freaking beat a dead horse. Sometimes you just can't polish a turd. Yeah. And then um, uh, Chris Farley plays multiple roles, too. Because in the first movie, he's the um, security guard for Mr. Big. And he knows all that information yeah, about yeah. where he's going to go. And then even even uh, Mike Myers' character, Wayne, is like, well, you know, for a security guard, he really knew a lot of information, don't you think? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Chris Farley, to me... Uh... Like there's a lot of people who died young, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh man, like that's oh, a bummer. Yeah. Chris Farley to me, like, is one of those that I'm like, if he could have, if he could have lived, like, what greatness he would have continued to put out because Chris Farley was yeah. hysterical. You wonder, same, same with like Phil Hartman or oh, um, you know a lot of those. S- there's like the SNL uh, curse too. I think Phil Hartman should just there should be a public service announcement to not get married and just show the Phil yeah. Hartman story. Jesus, Seriously. his crazy wife. Mm-hmm. Just, ugh. But yeah, so yeah, not to bring that down, but um, other other obscure like uh, characters that were in the movie, Tim Meadows. Uh, he played Sammy Davis Jr. in the second movie. Yep, like a very small part. Because when they had the dream sequence with uh, Jim Morrison, um, he was like talking to him and stuff in the desert. And I didn't know that that was Tim Meadows until I went through the IMDb, and I was like, "Holy shit! Yeah, that was him." 
Yep. All those SNL guys would put put each other in the movies and stuff mm-hmm. back yeah. in the day. They they still do. I think a lot of those Saturday Night Live movies, like like Night at the Roxbury, they had a lot of the SNL cast in there. Tim Meadows, I think, was definitely in that one. For yeah, sure. yeah. Um, and so, um, but but like the, uh, the the let's talk about the antagonist. So Rob Lowe in the first movie, it was it was Christopher Walken in the second one, Rob Lowe in the first one. Rob Lowe, he was like he was like the the quintessential '90s heartthrob in those type of movies too. Yep. Uh, hasn't aged a day, and since then, because you look at him then and now, you're like, holy shit, it's the same guy. Um, Plastic surgery will do wonders. Yeah, yeah, you can tell too. I mean, just saying. <laughs> oh god, fucking Rob Lowe, and I'm like, and he was also uh, what other? It was another uh, like an SNL movie or something like that where he was also like pretty much the same guy. I think Rob yeah. Lowe has played Rob Lowe in like every movie he's ever been, and just like <laughs> a, oh, as fuck. fucking Tommy Boy. Oh, he, yeah. was, he was the, the oh, asshole right. brother and shit. You yeah, know, there's another like SNL style movie. I don't, I don't know if he was a that was a character from SNL, but probably uh, he not. probably just called all his friends and said, "Hey, come do this movie with me," you know. Um, but yeah, and then Christopher Walken in the second one, um, he, he well, he was basically the same character that Rob Lowe was in the first, except one. for he was a much older, less attractive dude who was still trying to steal Wayne's lady. Yeah, you know what I mean, I'm yeah. like, damn, Wayne, Cassandra, just... Cassandra. Yeah, I'm well, like, I still always. One of my favorite things I always used to quote from Wayne's World, I still do to this day when mm. people are, you know, like, I'm like, zang. <laughs> yeah. And they do that, that, uh, that dubbed fight, and he's like, if we're gonna, if we're gonna fight, we should, would you rather do this in, you know, subtitled or dubbed? And then they do that horrible fight. So, so that fight scene is freaking amazing, and the fight scene that's like towards the beginning of part two, when he goes to meet Cassandra's father. And then, um, so that's one thing I want to talk about. So, uh, in the fight scene, you know, they're like, he's like, swinging the sword and chopping his pants apart and stuff and he does this this like i don't know a kamehameha thing where he's just like ah and then his shirt rips off but it's so cheesy because you could tell they like pulled it from behind him so when i was in college i was in a class a teledramatic arts class and we had to make a movie and the movie that we made was like this cheesy like dubbed like uh i don't know like uh karate themed fight scene and there was this one part where, where I did that, and so what I did was I, I cut my shirt, like, from top to bottom and then across, and I taped it together from the inside so you couldn't tell, and the scene was me, like, screaming and going, like, ah, and then my friend from behind me pulled the shirt off of me, so it looked like I was screaming my shirt ripped off, but the shirt kind of caught itself on the tape, so it was, like, two pulls, and it was the cheesiest fucking thing ever. But we put that in the movie that we made when we were in college. And um, yeah, that movie was... I wish I still had it because it was fucking gold. But yeah. I'm like, I want to see it now. I know. Damn it. Uh, yeah, I think I think we were one of the only groups that got an A on that video project too. Because you actually had to edit. And this was like pre-digital. like uh, like It was still like reel-to-reel like analog editing where you'd have like... like it was like two tapes kind of thing, you know? You'd use two cassette tapes and VHS and you'd record it that way. Okay, everyone, we're back. So, we had some technical difficulties. First time on the podcast? Yes. The system crashed. My computer crashed and it stopped recording. I had to reboot it and it recovered the first 15 minutes of the podcast. So we lost, I don't know, 5-10 minutes maybe. And we're trying to remember what we talked about. And so it just if, kind of bled together. If you guys happen to hear something twice, well, <laughs> yeah. then that's double the fun for yeah. you. I mean, we could have easily just listened to the first 15 minutes, took notes, and been like, yeah, but that's not how we roll. No, <laughs> so we're just going to continue right where we uh, think we might have left off and missed out. 
Um, we were talking about um, film editing, and then we were also talking about characters in Wayne's World, which led us to Ted McGinley, which led us to Revenge of the Nerds. And I had told Leo that Revenge of the Nerds was actually filmed here in Tucson, Arizona. Which I had no knowledge of. Yeah, we're, we're just going to try to recreate our emotions of, of uh, our initial uh, uh, conversation as well. But um, if, you, if you watch the movie, uh, you can actually see at the beginning they're getting off of I-10 and Speedway. And they have um, uh, like signs that are just kind of from the 80s, but you could tell it's from Tucson. And uh, in one of the scenes of the movie, the character Booger is wearing a Greasy Tony's t-shirt. Oh, dude, literally. Okay, so some people, if you're new to Tucson, you don't know what Greasy Tony's is. They got shut down by the health department, finally, and got closed. But, like, they had, like, failed health inspections, like, a billion times. Yeah, I heard they were shut down because they had a bad cockroach problem. But um, I, that didn't stop me it from never, <laughs> going out. Dude, it never stopped me. No. Like they, the second they reopened, every time they got closed down, I was mm-hmm. like, "Dude, give me Finally. a tra- give me the trash the can." The trash sand. can, yes, the trash can. I I didn't, so I wouldn't even know any of this. If it wasn't for my aunt saying, "Like, let's go to Greasy Tony's and get a trash can," I was like, "What the hell is that?" Okay, sure. And yeah, it was just this freaking like sub sandwich kind of thing, greasy as hell, had everything in it. And I think that's why they called it a trash can. That, or they literally picked the stuff up out of the trash can. And Who put knows? It but if, it was delicious either yeah, way. I ate it, and uh, pretty sure I got sick half the time. But it was totally worth it. It just made more space for more trash cans. So it was just a dice roll. You never yeah. know. It's just like everybody. I remember when uh, Chipotle had like those couple of like scares and shit. Like, oh no, it's I think this. they still it's have a... those every now and then. And then you know, people were like, "Dude, you, you're still gonna eat there?" And I was like, "Dude, if I die eating Chipotle, well, I'm gonna die a happy man." Yeah. So I don't care. I, I rolled the dice on that bad boy. Yeah. When we used to um, eat, uh, go there and eat, we'd all bring a little Dixie cup and we'd let each other know. If you're gonna spew, spew into this. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, and but it, no, it was uh, that place is like it's like a taco shop now or something. I don't know what it is. It's, it's it was a tequila like... place for a while, I think. And then yeah, that didn't last. Yeah, it should it sh- it should just be Greasy Tony's again. But anyways, yeah. So in in the movie, which was filmed here, yeah, uh, uh, Ted McGinley was uh, uh, he had a part in the movie. Um, he was the the alpha alpha beta, and he was also in Wayne's World. Let's go full circle back to the we could we could go off on he a random topic. He was handsome Dan, or yeah. he wasn't. They thought he yeah, was. He, they thought he was handsome Dan, but he he was he was Mister Scream. Right now it's sixteen minutes past the big hour. Is that not right, Mister Scream? Yeah, there he is. Yeah, so, and and but Harry Shearer was was the uh, the radio DJ, and and we did the whole uh, conversation about him um, earlier. I'm not sure if that got cut out, but I'm just gonna play that you're clip not again. Listening to me, are you? Uh huh. I mean, I could say anything right now, like you're a complete tool, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't hear it because you're a freak with a microphone uh-huh it's not even challenging anymore it's like shooting fish in a barrel isn't that true sphincter boy uh-huh yeah uh-huh. But, yeah he, he he does uh ned flanders skinner lenny kent brockman dr hibbert mr burns Smithers. i could totally hear kent brockman in that yeah uh-huh. yeah and then that obscure guy that's like whoa hey what are you doing you know in, in random simpson uh scenes yeah that's him right there he was in wayne's world believe it or not I remember reading an article a while back saying that they were going to fire him or let him go, and he wasn't able to like work 
uh, for like up to two years or something crazy like that. And he's still doing the show, so I don't know if that was a bogus article or if they went back on it, but it was with Harry Shearer. And, and I was just like, how the hell could they still do that show without him? But well, not still... if he does that many character voices, no. they couldn't. Yeah, I know. They can, they can get rid of Apu, but they can't get rid of Harry Shearer. I'm still broken up about that. I'm yeah. still pissed. I, you know, and I think as far as I know, that's kind of still up in the air. I don't know if that's pretty, that's concrete or anything like that. I don't think there's been like an official like axe, you know, to the, the Apu character yet. But we'll see, you know. Um, anywho, the um, the next thing I have about Wayne's World that I always thought was kind of interesting was so the ending of Wayne's World 2 is like a, a shot for shot kind of not remake but it's just like a comedy spoof of, of like an uh, homage yeah of the graduate with Dustin Hoffman if you haven't seen I it. honestly probably should cuz I keep hearing like it's one of the greatest movies ever and I've never seen it yeah you know I think for its time it was a big deal um you know it was huge and um Dustin Hoffman and I believe uh Catherine Ross was the uh the female actress in it and um, it was, uh, it was the movie that had, uh, Simon and Garfunkel playing, um, Here's to Mrs. Robinson. Oh, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end, and, um, and in, in, uh, in The Graduate, um, he, he goes to stop the wedding because she's going to marry someone else, but he loves her, and he's banging on the glass of the church, and they turn around, and then she runs out of the church and goes with him, and they jump into a bus and drive off. And that's on The Graduate. And then Wayne's World 2 ends Was with, it, is it the first one that he does that? We're no, it's the second one because he, oh, uh, that's she's right, getting she's married. married to Christopher Walken. Exactly, yeah. And so he he goes he goes and he's he he's banging on the glass and he's like Cassandra, and they turn around and it's the wrong wedding, and so he's oh, just like, sorry, yeah. wrong wedding. Yeah, and um, did not realize that. Yeah. Russell, did you realize that? No, I did not realize. That. Yeah, and then that one kind of applies. <laughs> I love Russell. So he he uh, he runs to he runs outside and then he goes into the second Presbyterian church. He's supposed to be at the first Presbyterian church, so he goes in there right, and he's like, you know, and they're all mouthing "son of a bitch," you know, and then she runs out with him. And they go into a, a bus and they drive off, just like in the Graduate. Now the funny thing is, another reference back to my college class. We watched that movie in class. And I saw that was the first time I ever saw The Graduate, and I had seen Wayne's World two hundred times before that. So uh, when when I saw that, I was like, "Holy shit! This is where this is where Wayne's World two got the idea from." And I and I just kind of clicked. It's funny to have seen it in reverse like that. Usually, you'll see the original content, and then you'll see someone do like a spoof of it or something like that. And it's just funny to see it in that order. Um, but. When we were talking about the movie in my film class, too, in college, uh, I I had raised my hand because I was just like a smartass. And I was like, I think uh, they stole this idea from Wayne's World, too. And the class kind of chuckled. And <laughs> the, the professor, teacher, whatever, was like, actually, I think they got it from The Graduate. Being it was like 20 years before. Because they thought that they, you were being serious. The I think maybe. Like, you don't understand my sense of humor. Nobody gets me. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I mean, what what else you got for Wayne's World? Like, well, I'm like one of my favorite parts of Wayne's World is the way that, hey man, let's do the Scooby Doo ending. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That and they do the the different endings. That always threw me off. too. And it would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling kids, Mister Witherby. 
<laughs> the, the Scooby Doo, yeah, yeah. Where he pulls the the, the mask off. Who, let's see who you really are. Mm-hmm. Um, and like also when uh, as Wayne's World two, I believe I can't. Man, it could have been the first one where uh, they're talking about the leprechaun and Garth's getting all terrified. You know, he's mm-hmm. like, "Stop it, Wayne! Oh, Stop yeah. telling me!" He's like, "Leprechaun! <laughs> oh my god! No, it's okay, Garth, Garth, Garth. You're in the forest. You're with Heather Locklear. <laughs> Heather? Oh man! Yeah. I don't know. There's. I think that Saturday Night Live. Uh, I just, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's lost its luster. Not that it's still not good, and the and the actors that perform it aren't talented. But if you look back to like you know Dan Aykroyd being on it, um, and you know Chevy Chase and Steve Martin and how they they kind of progressed, and then you know mm-hmm. you had you know Chris Rock and Adam Sandler, the golden and, years, and, of the SNL. golden years of SNL, and then even you know you know Will Ferrell when you know him and Tina Fey were on it, like they all were doing movies and together, but. Mm-hmm. I can't really name but maybe two people that are on Saturday Night Live now because yeah. I just don't really watch it anymore. Well, and they don't have like the movie presence that the older casts had done. Mm-hmm. You, you know what you know what um, the new SNL is like? It's, um... it's, it's like a new pair of underwear, you know? At first it's constrictive, but after a while it becomes a part of you. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just like the the dynamic too between uh, Dana Carvey and Mike Myers. Like uh-huh. you could tell that they actually enjoyed making the movie, yeah, and you know interacting. Like sometimes you can see people looking like they're kind of like shoehorning stuff in there that doesn't fit. Yeah, it was it was kind of like a like a Chris Farley David Spade like group like pair. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, two, they'll they'll get two comedians that just go together and go, holy shit. How many movies can we pump out with these guys? Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, dude, Black Sheep. Oh, I love uh, that movie. Yeah. Did you like Black Sheep better, or did you like Tommy Boy better? Tommy Boy, I thought, was the better movie. Uh-huh. But I feel like like if I was just thinking about quotes, I think I can quote more from Black Sheep. I agree. I, I think that Black Sheep has like better one-liners, and... Um, freaking, my phone's beeping at me, but um, I think they have better one-liners, and when I was younger... It was more funny. It was way funnier than... And the thing with Tommy Boy is... Tommy Boy was the movie that they showed every single weekend on TV. And you'd, you'd, you'd sit down and watch it like, oh, they're showing a movie on TV. What is it? Oh, it's Tommy Boy. They never showed Black Sheep on TV. It was very rare. And like honestly, like so the last, uh, last episode we were talking about politics. Mm. And in Black Sheep... Uh, you know they have to they have to bring out uh, Gary Busey, who's a psycho nut job. You know it was a stretch for him to play that character. Yeah, I can't see that. But uh, you know he pulled it off somehow, some way. And uh, but yeah, he uh, amazing. You didn't get typecast as that kind of character. Yeah, I know. Well, head injuries will do that. <laughs> you know when you ride a motorcycle without a helmet. Uh, lesson, oh. kids. But uh, no, he. Uh, he was the guy, and they found out like uh, that his uh, grandfather had voted for the uh, lady who was running against uh, Chris Farley's brother. You know, and, and she's like, "Well, we thank him for his vote." You know, hmm. and, and he's like, "Shut up, witch! My grandfather's been dead for twenty-seven years." Huh. You know, and, you know. So it's like, uh, I know everybody with like, the votes not being cast or counted and stuff. Like, people are always worried about voter fraud, and I just thought that like way back they were talking mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, so um, the the other thing um, that we were going to kind of talk about was, um, did you see the, uh, you saw the movie, you saw Bohemian Rhapsody. What? Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes, yes, yeah, I've, I've seen that did movie. Did you see that movie? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we'll go with a little Bohemian Rhapsody, gentlemen. So the, 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 the Queen biopic Bohemian Rhapsody 
what just came out, and uh, it kind of relates because, of course, there's the quintessential head bobbing, you know, um, in Wayne's World, Wayne's World scene where they're listening to Queen uh, doing uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And did you catch Mike Myers' character in the movie Bohemian Rhapsody as the uh, the, the record executive or whatever? I didn't at first. At first, yeah, I didn't realize it was him until like halfway into the scene. I go, oh shit, that's Mike Myers. And I was like, I was so ecstatic when, yeah. I, when I realized it was him. I was kind of like nerding out, mm-hmm. and the people that I was with didn't notice, and they were just like, "Yeah, why are you getting and so?" Did you like, catch the like spoilers, people? If you haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, Freddie Mercury dies in the end, by the way. But no, um, so it, uh, which is obviously very tragic because yeah. he was an awesome guy, but. But so so, um, Mike Myers plays the like asshole record executive that doesn't want to put out the song Bohemian Rhapsody because it's too long and it's a ballad and people and they don't want to play the songs like that and on the radio blah blah blah. And he goes, he makes the comment, "This isn't the kind of song that teenagers are just going to be banging their heads in their car to." And I was like, <laughs> "Fuck yes," because he was Wayne in Wayne's World, and they they made that fucking scene. Like it was epic. brilliant, yeah. And I was just like, ah. Uh, and I wonder how many people that scene fucking went over their head because that was a clear reference to Wayne's World. I guarantee you, a lot mm-hmm. of people, especially you know, like I said, at first I didn't recognize that it was Mike Myers. So I yeah. bet you there was tons of people in the audience who never figured out uh-huh. that it was Mike Myers. Yeah, unless they had him maybe all they... done up. And he looked totally different, but yeah, that was him. I'm and, like, uh, and it was great because when I went and saw it, I saw it. One of those lush theaters that mm-hmm. have the uh, recliners, so that was super awesome for that to happen. Yeah. And, uh, but as I was watching the movie, about four or five rows ahead, mm-hmm. like, you know, when they uh, do a We Will Rock You and they're like, you know, stomping and clapping, there was this woman in the movie theater who was like doing it. She was stomping, she <laughs> was clapping, and they're, they're, you know, trying to get people on rhythm, and she was clapping, and she kept throwing up the devil sign, you and know, rocking. Some out. chick just in the concert? Or in the in the, in, in the movie, movie in the movie theater. Oh, and she was just doing this by herself. Yes, she no was one the else only, was doing it. No, nobody joined and in. She was just in her own world. But That's like, cool. I was watching that, and I remember like at first, like me and my buddy that was next to me, I was kind of like, dude, look at this crazy bro, like in this nuts, mm-hmm. like she thinks she's in the mo- you know in the concert, yeah. like yeah. And then like as the movie kept going, like she didn't stop, like she was like rocking out like mm-hmm. through this movie. She's a big queen and, super uh, fan. So as soon as the credits started. I jogged down uh-huh. to where she was before she left, mm-hmm. and I was, and I went, and I go, I just got to shake your hand because I don't know if I enjoyed watching the movie as much as I enjoyed watching you enjoy the movie. Oh, really? Because people, especially in America, like they're very like, "Ooh, I should cheer," but no, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> people might look at me weird. Yeah, and this lady was like, "I give zero fucks, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna just you know enjoy this movie." And she told me, and she was like, "Oh my god, you know my cousins, you know when I was growing up, they used to show me Queen, and like this brought back so many memories, and I just couldn't help but you know rock out." And I was like, "And you cool. shouldn't, and you shouldn't help it." I was like, "You should just do it." I was like, "You inspired me." I was like, "I hope you have a great night." And nice. So she was like all smiles after that, like really, you know, like because hmm. I'm sure everybody else in the theater was like making fun of her. I mean, like I said, I initially was because I'm a comedian, I'm an yeah. asshole, but I was just like, "Oh, dude, look at this nuts lady!" And then I was like, "No way, <laughs> man! She's in her own world and she's fucking enjoying this." Nice, nice. I went and saw it at Roadhouse Cinema, which is like the really fancy one with the nice recliners. They have a waiter come ask you know, if you want anything and uh i got nachos it was it was great how were the nachos they're okay they're okay it's weird eating nachos in the dark though you know <clears throat> um because 
usually you can see the nachos you're eating. And so you're like, okay, I'm going to get an even amount of everything on this one chip and then I'm going to enjoy it. In the dark, you're like, sometimes you're like, oh, that wasn't a chip. That was a piece of lettuce. (laughs) 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 Or like, there's like nothing on the chip or, and then like, I'm like, shit, I'm missing out on stuff. But um, no, they were, they were good. Um, And then they, they make their own root beer there. Their root beer is fantastic. I had that. It was good. Um, and then we got um, popcorn, but it was like they make flavored popcorn. So we got like a bucket with like three different flavors, and it was pretty good. Because um, I, ha- I haven't been to the Roadhouse in a really long time. Um, I've only been there like once or twice. I ever. used to go every week when they first opened, and like the food, the service, everything was like tip top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like as time went on, like, now everyone has recliners though. That yeah. was the big thing. That was the Ex- recliners. Exactly. Like, Holy shit, this theater has freaking recliner seats. That's amazing. And now the fucking mall theater has... The mall does. And then I also... um, I didn't go see Bohemian Rhapsody here, but I went to the new theater, uh, the Galaxy Theater that just opened. Oh, dude. I was going to go to that, but... I was like, eh, fuck it. And I just went to Roadhouse. It was, it, I mean, it was, it was, it was fine. You know, they had the recliners too and everything. Yeah. But anything different there than? Well, the, the the only thing that I hadn't seen at a theater before was, you know, how every time you go to the theater, you get the movie posters up telling you what's coming up and whatnot. Well, they actually had, they were all digital. Mm-hmm. So as you're walking down like the lobby and stuff, like. You, every time you walk by, there was a different movie poster in mm-hmm. that thing. So it was like scrolling through things like that, okay. which I thought was a good idea because, you know, um, you can get more people to get eyes on it if it's rotating like that, which was pretty cool. And like nice. they spent a whole lot of money on like the lobby. Mm-hmm. Like the lobby, they could have probably put like two movie theaters in the lobby. Like it's gigantic. Oh, really? And I they got an arcade there? No. No arcade. They have no arcade. They have the recliners, but they don't have like a full service menu. Mm-hmm. It's just like you know regular movie snacks. You know, okay. they have candy, but there's no display to tell you what candy they have. Mm-hmm. So I guess you just take a dice roll and you're just like, give me candy. Yeah, and they throw something at you. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't get anything there. I was just like, whatever. I was kind of over it. But hmm. uh, it was an, it was a, it was different for a change of pace. But yeah, yeah like Roadhouse, I kind of feel like, oh man, like they really could have like sucked the market. But then everybody went to recliners, and now they're kind of what? Yeah, what's up with Galaxy? Is that like a new type of theater? Because there's other ones, but I've never heard of it until this. It, one opened. This is the first one in, in Tucson, anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I think they were from like L.A. or something, but they had like. I don't know. When I first walk into the movie theater, like the first thing I want to just buy my ticket, and it turned yeah. into this long process where they were like, "Oh, are you a rewards member?" I'm like, "Well, you guys opened this week, so no." <laughs> um, I guess if I was, you know, from another state, sure. But you know, she's like, "Oh, you should join the club and this and that." And I'm just like, "Dude, I just want to buy a movie ticket." Like, Listen, like, lady, don't offer me anything. I'll tell you what I want. Yeah, well, I'm just kind of like, dude, man. Everywhere's got a rewards card. Like, you know, know, it's like, oh man, oh, dude, you have to use the bathroom. Do you have a rewards card? You can only you can use the gold urinal. Like, come on, man, nice. just let me fucking watch a movie. Stop trying to upsell me at everything I do. Yeah, that's the way the world's going, though. I know. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, as far as the movie itself, the film, I, I enjoyed it. It was like it was like you were sitting at a concert, you know, um, throughout the whole thing. It was a biopic. There were certain Hollywood liberties they took where things weren't incredibly entirely accurate, but for the most part, um, you know, it was it was sad, and it was like you know there was the sad moments. Of course, you can probably imagine when, but. Um, well, uh, I think his name's Brian May. Mm-hmm. Is uh, was the uh, the guitarist? Guitarist, yeah. 
he actually had a lot to do with the movie. Oh, did so he? whatever liberties they did take, he obviously yeah. was signed off on them because he like produced that, it or whatever. I assume that that's how it would be. But like they left out the part where he he like created his own guitar. And that's why Queen has like such a distinct sound like that because him and his dad, I guess, they made his own guitar. Um, and then um, wow, I feel like that would have been a really yeah cool thing to put in the like movie. Throw that in there, yeah. Especially since he produced it, I'm like, why the hell? Would yeah, you? I'd I have been know. like, I demand that this shit's put in yeah. here, dude. <laughs> but like, and I didn't. One thing that I did not know was that he was an astrophysicist. Oh yeah, like yeah, they all had like one guy was like a dentist. <laughs> yeah, they're all like. College graduates, you know? Yeah, and they just wanted to make people rock. And, like, I think Mm -hmm. what I uh, appreciated about that movie was the innovativeness of Queen. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, they basically, Mike Myers' character is like, I don't want a new record. I want the same formula. And they were like, no, dude. Like, every album we make is going to be different. Yeah. Like, we want to do, you know, like, they put the change on the drums and stuff. Uh, So it was making crazy crazy, sounds. They were swinging shit around. They put, like, a, a bucket over the microphone and we were, like, playing into it and stuff. Yeah, and they were doing different stuff. And so I I feel like uh, this kind of let me know how influential Queen was Mm -hmm. beyond just the songs that I know. Yeah. You know, because a couple people I went with, it was kind of funny because they were like, oh, I don't even know, like... Yeah, I think I know, like, a Queen song, and I was like, dude, what? You probably heard, like, 20 of them and just didn't realize it, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, dude, they're brilliant. And uh, it was just, uh, the actor, I didn't recognize him. He was the guy who was in that TV show, Mr. Robot. No, Remy, uh... Yeah, Remy, I can't remember his name, but he, uh... He did an amazing job mm-hmm. uh, playing Freddie Mercury, and I didn't know how I was going to feel about it because when I first heard they were going to make a, a Queen movie or a Freddie Mercury movie, um, they originally were going to cast Sasha Baron Cohen to yeah. play Freddie Mercury. And yeah. I, when I heard that, I was so pumped; I couldn't wait to see it because I was like, "Dude, he's so he's talented as hell." Mm-hmm. So when I heard this the other guy was doing it, I was kind of like, "Eh, I don't know." He knocked it out of the park. It yeah. was great. And Remy Remy Malik or Malek Remy Malik, I think is his last name. How you pronounce it? But yeah, I remember hearing about Sasha Baron Cohen too. But apparently, there was a lot of like um, issues with the director and the production, and eventually he just dropped out. So, but yeah, I mean, um, this guy did a great job. He, he looked a lot like him too, you know. So, um, yeah, but I mean, you know, it, it was it was a it was a it was a very high energy film, you know. You go there and, and like I say, it was it was like you were sitting in a concert. Um, there's a lot of you know live performances, you know, and um, like you know they play all the hits, you know. So um, you know if, if you're a huge fan, then you probably and you just like the music, you that that alone because a lot of times the score of a movie kind of makes it, you know. Yeah, oh and, definitely. You know, Queen is 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 great music. So yeah, a movie about their music is. Just, and you know, uh, I don't know the exact uh, the exact runtime, but it's definitely over two and a half hours. Yeah, I didn't. You know, sometimes when you get to like a two and a half, three hour movie, you're just like, okay, like let's wrap this shit up. Mm-hmm. I never felt that way. No. Like, I was pumped the whole way through. Like, they kept the pacing between, like, okay, like, this is the concert, this is cool, to, mm-hmm. hey, man, this is some real-life shit that happened. Like, they, they blended it so well oh, yeah. to where you're never like, okay, let's get to another show. Like, enough of this, you know? And mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Freddie Mercury, if that's really who he was, you know, like, and yeah. I'm assuming Brian you know, May ha- having some say in it was probably, you know, mm-hmm. this was who, you know, Freddie was. 
damn, that guy was crazy, but yeah. a fucking genius. A rock star in the 70s, man. So Wish I could have been there. Yeah. Speaking of rock stars, so when I saw the the Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. they, uh, they showed a trailer. It was the first trailer released for a movie coming out next year called Rocket Man. Yeah. Uh, about, it's a biopic. They call it a bio-fantasy uh-huh. uh, about uh, Elton John. Mm-hmm. And he was in a movie called uh, Kingsman the Golden Circle, which was the second uh, Kingsman movie. Uh, and the main character, Eggy, uh, played as a, his name is Taron Egerton. He's also going to be in the, in the new Robin Hood. He plays Robin Hood. Uh, he is actually going to play Elton John. And this movie looks like it's going to be just as amazing as Bohemian Rhapsody. Nice. Uh, and just as good. So uh, Elton John's behind the project. He said he saw the first trailer and it's everything that he wanted it to be. So. I uh, I really hope that uh, it's as good as, as this one because this movie pumped me up. Sweet, yeah, I'm gonna check that one out. Um, um, but yeah, so so that kind of uh, you know summarizes our our, uh, our Wayne's World Bohemian Rhapsody theme episode. Um, we're gonna kind of jump onto a couple other topics now too. Um, one of the things that you wanted to talk about, um, you had a you had a something happened with the guy about talking about Pete Davidson uh, on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. Um... So, uh, Pete Davidson, I was talking to a guest who had told me that uh, he was kind of offended by a joke that Pete Davidson had made, and like I had stated... Offended. Yeah, throwback to uh, our past episodes where people just, you know, kind of take stuff a little too far, Mm -hmm. and um, Pete Davidson made a joke about a guy who was running for Congress, Mm -hmm. who is a, uh, he was a combat vet, I think he was a Navy SEAL, and uh, he had lost his eye uh, during duty, uh, and... Pete Davidson kind of makes a, an offhanded uh, joke about it, which we're going to play here in a second. And um, I, I had it queued up, and then my computer crashed. But it looks like it's going to restore. Um, oh, baller! See, too, so thank you, technology. Yeah, we might listen to the whole bit, or we might listen to where I had it queued up. But yeah, it's loading up right now. So, but uh, you know, so you know, he was talking about how he was really that offended. WWE oh, title oh. is mine. Sounds like uh, we don't want to have your ads zone. playing during our sound. show. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry about that, guys. Are so, next week. I'm gonna be... <laughs> wow. so, Li- yes. Live TV, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and poor Pete Davidson. He, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know what he's doing with his hair. Yeah, know. it looks like he broke out of jail in this clip. You guys can't <laughs> see it. Cause... He's got an orange jumpsuit. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, he's got like silver hair. But he's like making fun of all these people who are running for office. Is the is the premise of the bit that yeah. they're doing? And it's on Weekend Report, which uh, weekend or update. Weekend Update, yeah. you know. So, um, all right, so, here, so here's Pete. Let's hear what he says. Uh, Except he looks like if a cigar right. came to life. It's Peter King. Now here we go. Uh, this guy's kind of cool. Uh, Dan Crenshaw. Uh, <laughs> oh come on, man. Yo, hold on. Uh, For those of those listening, he's wearing an eye patch. He's a congressional candidate from Texas and not a hitman in a porno movie. (laughs) (laughs) And that that was the joke right there. That was it. A hitman in a porno movie. Hitman in a porno movie. So he he goes on a little bit more, though. Let's see what else he says. I'm sorry. I know he lost his eye in in war or whatever. (laughs) 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 Maybe that's what... (laughs) Maybe that was it, you know. That was horribly oh, offensive. Shit. Yeah, um, you know. But so, but what did it, so what? Somebody said something. Brought this yeah, up. Yeah. So yeah, he was talking to me and he asked me if I had seen this and I, you know, I, I don't watch the SNL the way I used to. As mm-hmm. we were talking earlier, just I don't know that there's. I don't feel like they're as good as they used to be. But they're still pretty good. And uh, I was like, no, I hadn't. 
I hadn't seen it, so then I went and sought this this out to find out what was what was the big hoopla. But he was like, you know, you may, you can't make fun of war veterans. It's like it's it's, it's offensive to me. And and uh, and I told him, I said, well, you know, I, I can understand your point of view, and you know, I, I can uh, empathize with you on that. I said, but I'm kind of a, a follow the leader type guy. Yeah. And I said, uh, Pete Davidson, while a talented comic guy, you know, that does uh, the Saturday Night Live. Um, He's. This isn't his first controversy. His dad died in 9/11, and he was making 9/11 jokes. Well, you know, like that's just who Pete Davidson is. Uh, but I told him I was like, I think it's kind of weird how so many people are now up in arms about Pete Davidson, yet Donald Trump called John McCain, who is a war hero, who is a POW. Mm-hmm. Uh, he called him. He said, "I don't like my war heroes who got captured because that means they're yeah, fucking losers." I remember that. And I'm like, if our president of the United States is willing to rip on war veterans and that's considered acceptable enough to where there was no backlash to where, you know, he should lose jobs like they're trying to do with Pete Davidson or demand an apology. Trump never apologized for doing that to John McCain. So I'm like, so what I told this guy was I was like, you can be as offended as you want to be like we've talked in the past. Mm -hmm. Pete Davidson didn't try to make you offended. You chose to get offended. Yeah. You know, and that's interesting, too, because I'm pretty sure I watched this before, um, but not really, not going into it, going like, oh, someone said something offensive. I just watched it. Um, I think I had it on DVR, and I probably just watched the weekend update and was like, oh, you know, ha, you made a joke about somebody wearing an eye patch, whatever. But I didn't catch any of the military stuff. And then, but, but you had someone like, tell you prepare you like this is something that's offensive go watch it and then you watch it with that mindset and still kind of going like yeah who cares you know well like i've talked about before i'm like why is that so horrible you know what i mean yeah it could be like like, like more shit out there like i look at it and i'm like okay so it's the fact that he was a, a, a veteran that you couldn't make fun of him like is that is that the deal? Like yeah, like, like everyone like, who ever served in the military like uh, off limits for making fun of just because they were in the military? Fuck I'm, no! I'm just like, dude, no. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I'm like, and I'm sorry that the gentleman lost his eye in service. Like mm-hmm. that sucks. That's horrible. Uh, yeah. If it were up to me, you'd have it back. Um, but I can't do nothing to change it. And I'm sorry. I'm sure this guy gets this shit all the time. He wears an eye patch, and for good reason. But you know what I mean? Like, when's the last time you saw a guy out in public wearing an eye patch? Would you not make a pirate joke? Or, you know what I mean? You're not going to go up to his face and do it, but you'll mock your friends and laugh at the guy. Mm. I mean, come on. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just an asshole, and that's just who I am, as I'll mock people like that. But I'm just saying, if I had an eye patch, people would be like, fuck, what's that dude doing like with an if, eye patch? If you had an eye patch and you were working at, like, like um, some sort of office where people had to come in and, like fill out paperwork, a uh, situation might happen like like this. Okay, well, we'll take these home, run through them with a fine-tooth comb, cross the T's and dot the... Ooh. Lowercase J's. <laughs> yeah, you know? So you just gotta make fun. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like it, I said, but... <laughs> you just have to laugh, man. Just come on. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I don't believe anybody's protected. I feel like if you make fun of everyone... Then nothing's off limits, and no one should get offended. Yeah, it's it's, it's it kind of goes back to remember when um, I don't know the one comedian that that made fun of Sarah Huckabee Sanders and said she like burns documents to, and then applies it to her item, make the perfect uh, like 
ashy like shadow eye makeup or something like that and they were like oh that's that's horrible you're so you you uh, you shouldn't make fun of people like who the fuck cares man if you're if you if you're in the public eye if you're a public figure you are open to ridicule anyone is really and it, you, you're not going to stop that and the second you try to stop that i guarantee you're going to make it worse for yourself you know, you're gonna make it worse the for me. Streisand effect. I'm like, if you tell me that, like, you get offended by stuff like that, you've just guaranteed yourself that I'm gonna fuck with you on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna enjoy it. And the reason is, is not because I like to make people uncomfortable. It's because I like to make people point out that I'm like, dude, man, like, get the fuck over it. It's a word. It's a joke. It's a throwaway. Yeah. Like Dan Crenshaw is running for a House of Representative seats. Spoiler alert, I don't know if you won or not. Yeah, I don't either. But I'll guarantee you this, that's not going to be the last time somebody makes a crack about Dan Crenshaw wearing a fucking eye patch. Yeah. It's not. Like, <laughs> I mean, I would, dude, literally right now I'm thinking, Dan Crenshaw, what's his favorite letter? It's probably R. Uh, I thought you were going to say I. <laughs> <laughs> or C. Oh, oh Jesus. Shit. I don't know. But it's funny, too. Like, so I went uh, on Sunday. I was talking about on last podcast about the uh, Welcome Diner. I did an open mic there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also talked about on the podcast last night how I don't vote. And... Just as I thought about on the podcast, I said, I don't know if I want to mention this because mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm going to get blowback. Well, when I went, that's what happened. Uh, I got blowback. Not yeah. from the people who had listened to the podcast, but uh, some comedians tried to guilt me into into voting. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my God, you're not doing your democratic duty and da 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 probably too late at that point. You got to register and all that shit. <laughs> I just looked at him and I was like, dude, I'm like, let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen a movie? <laughs> of course I've seen a movie. I'm like, did you bitch about the movie? Like, movies you thought sucked? Mm. Of course it did. The movie's a piece of shit. And I was like, okay, awesome. Well, you tell me that I don't get to bitch because I didn't vote. Did you make the movie? Did you act, write, direct? Were you a key grip, a lighter? Did, <laughs> did you, you do Did anything? you green light this film? Did you do anything <laughs> to make this film happen? No? Well, then guess what? You don't get yeah. to bitch. Oh, yeah. That, that you know? frame of thinking is, is valid. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like a throwaway thing and just how this happened. But uh, it was fun. It was a great room. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was mostly comics. Uh, yeah. so, th- so some of them got to hear some of my stuff twice and some of them hadn't seen me before because uh, I hadn't seen them before. So it was pretty cool. Do you cool. do the same bits? Uh, I usually try to change up stuff at least once a week as far as like adding something new. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the ones that that are that I feel like are good that I that I enjoy are kind of like crafted out. Like I'll keep those in there, yeah. um, and then I just kind of add to them too. Uh, mm-hmm. If I think of new tags, mm-hmm. um, like I have a uh, a bit about Hitler, and it used to be about Facebook. Yeah, but then I thought, ah, you know what, Twitter is more relevant yeah. as far as uh, you know of him. Twitler, Twitler, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know I said this thing where I was talking, and I was just like, you know, uh, what kind of tweets would Adolf Hitler have? Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know. I had two that got probably the best reactions. One is I was like, uh, guess what? Ava uh, surprised me with tickets to the Gaslight Theater. (laughs) Can't wait for our hashtag. Can't wait for our trip to Argentina. Um, And then the other one that I really like, that's my favorite personally anyways, just because how much Donald Trump cries that that he's the most vilified. Mm-hmm. Of any president in the U.S. history, yeah. Uh, so I was like, uh, you know, Hitler would be like, "It's not fair. Everyone in the media makes fun of me. I am the, the most victimized and scrutinized dictator of all of history. It's not fair." Yeah. Uh, but you know, I don't know. So I try to add different tags and stuff when I think <laughs> I'm out. But I'm just like, oh god, I don't know. 
Nice. What else you got going um, on, Jeff? Well, I voted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, know, are you going to tell us who you voted for? <laughs> no, but... Um, God damn it. The, 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 uh, I'll tell you, in the election that I voted for, they're still counting the ballots. How, okay, so. <laughs> it's 2018, dude. Like, are, do, I know. Do we have a, a Flash from Zootopia counting that shit, or what? Like, uh, you know, um... like, <laughs> they should <laughs> They should have had just a big jar with different colored marbles, and you just put the marble who you voted for in there. Um, I just feel like there's got to be a better way. Like, literally, we are almost a week after the election. You know, and, and paper ballots are probably the, the best way to do it. That's, that's how I did it. It was a paper ballot. So, I mean, there there's no way you can mess with that. I mean, unless, you know, you freaking lose well, them. But. You could throw it away. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Wait, yeah. that's a vote for her? Well, let's throw that in the yeah, trash. And, um... Uh, cool thing though, my uh, that morning, my where I work, they were like, "Does anyone is anyone voting today?" And I was like, "I am." And they're like, "Okay, well, you get to go home early, and we're gonna pay you for three hours of work for that." Get the fuck out and of I here! I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And I was the only one there that didn't either like early vote or or just not vote at all. So everyone was like, "Ah, shit." But they're like, no, you have to bring your I voted sticker and like to prove it or something like oh, that. Oh, dude, just ask so, a friend, dude. I Fuck know, that. I know. That, I was like, well, that's. I'll, just, I'll get two and I'll sell it to you. No, but um, th- yeah, they 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 cut me loose and I got paid a couple hours. So you know what? Honestly, if my company paid me to vote, I would. Yeah, and and I and I had to, like I I was telling someone I go, yeah, they paid me to vote, and then I was like, no, that's probably phrased <laughs> incorrectly. They didn't actually pay me to vote. What they gave I- me paid time off to go vote. <laughs> what? One of my favorite sticker or memes I saw this week, though, out of the election was a picture of Vladimir Putin with an I voted sticker on. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, he voted for the, the person that won. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's all I got for this podcast. You got anything else to close us out? Uh, no, not, not this week. Any shows coming up? Or? Uh, I am going to do a, a set at the Mint on Tuesday okay. uh, for the open mic over there. Uh my, it's my favorite one to go to, as you guys have heard yeah. on every episode, because that's mm-hmm. where I'm always at on Tuesdays. But you can catch me out there, and uh, yeah, so uh, right on, man. Party, oh. on, party on, Jeff. Party on, Leo. And uh, gosh, I wish I had this queued up, but we were supposed to do. Good night and party on. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. It's Wayne's world. Wayne's world. Party time. Excellent. <laughs> Out. We're out. Mixtape Ambassadors.